Welcome into Other People's Shoes. I'm your host, Neil. And today I'm most excited about one of these episodes that you get to listen to today. And that's this episode with my good friend, Emily. Uh, Emily and I have known each other a really long time. Uh, she would be, I would put her in, in, a, in a very elite category, and that's this category. I knew her before my wife. Uh, Emily and I uh, have known each other a long time. Uh, she shares her church experience and how we walk through life together, not in a leader youth standpoint, but in a peer-to-peer standpoint. And we share some of our funnier moments in youth group and uh, where she is now in the church and uh, where she is in her story of where she's at as far as where she is in faith as well. Hope you enjoy this episode because you know I'm ready for it. Let's go. Hey, come take a walk with me, not like you used to do, do something different and put yourself in other people's shoes, open up your mind and open up your eyes and change your direction, change your perspective. Welcome into Other People's Shoes, I'm your host Neil, and uh, today I sit across from on this gorgeous day uh, outside of my favorite place. We are at Starbucks, so again, you're probably going to hear that road noise. I can already hear some trucks going by, some things like that, but uh, without further ado, I, I want to introduce a, uh, a longtime friend. Uh, she was in the battle uh, with me back in the day in high school in youth group, and we're continuing on this journey together of why people leave church. And so, uh, Emily, are you aware that I've actually known you longer than I've known my wife? Yeah. There are very few people actually in that category, and you are, you're one of them. So, I don't know how that makes you feel. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess I just wanted to share that, get that out of the way. So... Uh, get my notes here, and uh, here we go. You ready? Yep. Uh, before we get started, Emily, what uh, what size shoe do you wear? Ten. You wear a ten? Yeah. In men's or women's? Women's. Men's women's eight. Okay. So, what's your favorite kind of shoe to wear? Comfortable ones. <laughs> do you have a specific kind? The reason why I'm asking is we're walking in your shoes, right? Oh, so. Right. Uh, so we're wearing a ten in women's, which for me I think is like a twelve. I mean, I don't know. I don't it's know. How does that work? Men's. Is it an eight men's? Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know how that works. Probably should figure that out. But uh, but what kind of shoes do you like to wear? Uh, running shoes. There you go. You know, I have <laughs> I have a few of those. <laughs> Just a few. Just a few. Just a few. Anyway, so here we go. Um, do you remember uh, the first time you came to church and how old you were? I used to go to church with my mom when I was little, but as far as like going on my own, choosing to go, it was in early high school, and yes, I do remember the first time I went. Okay. What was that like? What was that experience like? Um, it was my, it was with you. Uh, Uh-oh. <laughs> that's dangerous. Uh, you and one other kid, and I think Scott picked us up. Okay. And we did youth group that night, and I was hooked. It was great. Yeah, you were kind of just reeled in, and, mm-hmm. and that's just kind of kind of became your your life. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, about how old were you in in this time frame? Uh, fifteen ish. Okay, and you were how old now? If you want to share, you don't have to. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. We're so old. I know, right? We're so old. Okay. Uh, so go back to the time that your mom was taking you. Uh, just really quick. 
Um, how old were you? What what kind of church was it? What do you remember from those days? We used if to go anything? to the uh, first Presbyterian church in Central Point. Okay. And I was little, probably, I don't know, three, four, five, seven, nine, whatever. We went for a lot of years, off and on. Um, I don't remember a lot from it. I remember she'd always stop and buy me bubble gum on the way, so that was the best part. That was the best part. Yeah. But she never made you go? Mm-mm. Okay. So, for all intents and purposes, then, you're really not, quote-unquote, a church kid per se. Your parents didn't go. They didn't make you go. Anything like no, that? No? Uh-uh. Okay. All right. Just want to get that cleared up. Um, okay. So, so back then, maybe you remember something. Maybe, maybe you don't because, you know, we are almost 40 now. Sorry. <laughs> God, throw that in there. So, uh, what's, thing, what's one thing that kind of stands out to you that you remember back, back in those days that you learned that maybe you still are using today? From when I was little? No, uh, sorry. So the the high school days. Oh. The high school days. What, is there anything that you learned maybe back then that you're still using today? Um, one weird thing I do. Maybe it's not weird. Okay. I do it in my head and nobody knows it, and I've never told anybody. So oh, here we go. We're um, getting some some deep stuff here. Every time I hear an ambulance go by, I say a prayer. Yeah. That's something we did. We always stopped everything. We said a prayer, and I still do it to this day. Yeah. Why do you think why do you think we did kooky stuff like that? Why why do you think he you know, he or the leadership or whoever wanted us to do those things? To be aware, to think about other people and things going on around us and get out of our own heads and Yeah. That's crazy that that stuck with you. Yeah. By the way, I, I do the same thing. So we're, we are in the same boat paddling together on that. Nice. So uh, also kind of along that same uh, line uh, as far as decisions and going and, and things like that. Do you ever remember a moment? And, and maybe it wasn't a moment. Maybe it was kind of a series of moments. But do you remember a, a time where you really accepted Jesus in your heart? And if so, what, what did that look like? Nothing specific. It was all that blurry time frame of high school and finding yourself and finding where you want to be in life. And But I don't remember a specific time. Do you feel like you ever made that decision to, to say, yeah, Jesus, you are, in fact, you know, yeah. uh, my Lord and Savior. You, you do yeah. remember that? Okay. Uh-huh. All right. And then... Um, kind of what kept you going in those days to youth group maybe get into that dig into that a little bit of why you went you know and, and maybe kind of uh maybe frame it around you know some of the things that were going on that, that kept you kept you going I guess uh for me what kept me going was the social aspect you know um all my friends were there we all got to do things together and meet other people and um Growing up, I was always the youngest one, so I always hung out with uh, the adults. And so I did enjoy the aspect of Sunday afternoon church and um, getting to sit with the adults and um, interact with them. Um, But the social aspect is absolutely what kept me going. Um, And I think it kept me... um, Made me feel good, you know? to be there um you know I got married at the same church we went to youth group at I did not yeah no um and going back there after all those years so what year was that in 2006 okay um and going back there after all those years because yeah it's been four or five years sure ago. well right when did you guys get married? so we got married Elizabeth and I got married in no one 
Okay, so it had been since 01. Okay, so maybe, 01. Maybe okay. I had gone to church there once or twice in five years. Sure. Um, but being back there, is it just brought back so many memories, and it, it gives me the feels, you know. Yeah. It, I don't know. I, I, it. It was great. Yeah, I too have been back there. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've been back there a few times for, you know, different events that they've had, funerals, <clears throat> mainly funerals. And uh, we had an older congregation, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, time passes and people pass and, you know, whatever. And so for me, it it, it is still very, um, I don't know if surreal is the right word, but but really like, wow, yeah, this is, it it still feels in some respects like home. Yeah. You know, going back to even your childhood home as an adult, right? Mm -hmm. Or going back to see your parents. To me, it still kind of has that feel of it. Yeah. So maybe you're in that same boat. It sounds like you are. Um, so uh, discipling. Do you ever really feel like you were discipled to be a disciple of Jesus in those days? And if so, yeah, what did that look like? And if not, why do you think there wasn't that being uh, Why do you think discipling wasn't being done? So kind of two-part question. Do you feel like you were? And if you were, what did that look like? And then the second one, if you weren't discipled, why do you think you weren't discipled? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, all the way around, I don't know. Okay. Um, I mean, since I'm not going, I don't really go anymore, I feel like it wasn't, like, it wasn't something I was supposed to do, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Or maybe I'm going away I shouldn't have been going in my whole life. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, sure. But, um, but you know, yeah. I mean, do you ever remember in the days, and, and I guess uh, maybe I'll help you out with this. Uh, so in the in when I think of discipling, do you ever look at? Uh, did you ever remember a time where like a leader pulled you aside and kind of poured into you and said, "Hey, Emily, you know, here are the things that, that Jesus did. Here here's why, you know, uh, Jesus said, you know, to to go and make more disciples to to do this. Do you remember any leader ever kind of pouring into you in that respect? A little bit, but not spe- again, not specific. I just. Okay. Um, I do remember having conversations with the adults, and yeah, um, and we did the leadership trips, and right. you know, I, where I feel like we put ourselves out there, and um, but yeah, nothing specific stands okay. out, and, and that's okay. Yeah. So, safe to say you're not going now. Just, no. Okay. And and why not? That's probably the the number one question I'm curious about. Um, what stops Emily from? I mean, you were very active as a you know youth, and mm-hmm. and sounds like even some childhood stuff. Which, by the way, I didn't even know. So that yeah. was something I learned just now. But but what stops you from going now? Um, being lazy. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's honest, right? You no. Know, um, and for a long time, uh, for a long time, like literally up until like maybe a year ago, I worked every Sunday. And so I didn't really have the availability to be able to go. Right. Um, I don't have a home church anymore. I don't have people that I'm comfortable around. I know you know this about me, but I'm not super good at, like, just walking into a place and being like, this is where I am now, you know. Right. I'm not comfortable doing that. Sure. And so I've walked by churches, and I've wa- I thought, that looks like a cool church. Maybe I should try that out. But then I'm like, but I don't know anybody that goes there, and... What if I walk in and it's weird and you know, like that's just all me. Right. But those are the things I think about. And so for a long time work held me back. 
Um, but I think for the most part, it's just not being comfortable or being lazy, you know? So <clears throat> if a friend, I mean, we're friends mm-hmm. and, and maybe there are others that you have that are friends. Do you have other friends that, that go to church? Yeah. Okay. What if they invited you? Oh, I'd totally go. Well, we'll just name some random person. So like you're friends with Susie, let's just say. Right. Susie's random, you know, right? Mm-hmm. So Susie comes to you and says, man, M, you got to... You gotta come be a part of this. We're we're doing some awesome stuff. You know, this is going on and that's going on. You would go? Yeah, absolutely. You would go just to appease her or you would go and try to get involved? Oh, I'd try and get involved. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All right. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of flip the script a little bit. Um, back in the day, um, again, going back to that youth kind of time period, church slash youth, do you feel like they failed you in any way as a youth, the church in general? No. Not at all? Mm, no. Okay. I feel like we had some leaders that were not living up to their full potential. But the church in general, no. Okay. And that's going to lead into my next question is, do you feel, it's almost like you knew what's coming, do you feel uh, there was a leader or leadership that failed you in any way? Yes. How so? Um, people that we looked up to, that we grew up with, um, that we, that inspired us, that led us. And at some point in life, we were just like, wow, who is that guy? That's not the guy we've been following all these years that we've been leading, that's been leading us and that we've been so heartfelt and touched by. And then they're just a totally different person. Um, so I think that was that's the biggest thing. Did that did that leadership failing you and letting you down? Uh, and obviously we we could go into specific names, but it's not irrelevant. I mean, really at this point, it's irrelevant. So if you want to know, then sorry, you're gonna have to not know <laughs> some things you just don't get to know. But do you feel like that leadership in failing you? Your well, my words, but but you echoed them. It sounds like and agreed with them. Do you feel like that leadership failure stopped you or? Uh, hampered you in any way of, of, of going to church anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was disappointing, you know? Like I said, we put, we put our whole lives into it, and for it to turn the way things did or just the way things turned out, you're just like, really? Like, yeah, I feel like it did. Kind of almost gave you a sour taste in your mouth? Yeah, it kind of okay. changes your opinion about the whole situation, you know? Like, is everybody like that, or... And I know that's not the truth, but, you know, it makes you think about everybody that way, you know, like, why should I follow you and let you lead me and hold my hand and take me where I want to go when everybody else has failed or not everybody, but you know what I mean? Um, It's just disappointing. Okay. All right. Um, So we'll kind of change the subject a little bit. So looking back, what is the greatest memory you have? And then on the on the flip side of that, I'll give you one to think about while you're maybe, you know, responding to that. And then, you know, back of our mind thinking about this one. Greatest moment and least favorite moment. So two sides of the coin there. Greatest moment if you have one. Oh, there's a lot. I'm sure there are. We had a lot of good times. We did. <laughs> a lot of fun times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I enjoyed our like lock-ins and harvest parties and things like that where again it goes back to that social aspect where we all got to be together 
Um, and, you know, that was what we wanted to do then. That we all wanted to be together and have fun and laugh and joke and whatever. Um, those those were the days. Those were good ones. <laughs> I heard it said once uh, from a pretty famous speaker that, that lock-ins uh, are the worst thing ever. You know, he, he just, he absolutely, he's like, whoever thought of this idea really just is a masochist. And so if you don't know what a lock-in is, let me break this down for you. So typically it starts at like six on a Friday afternoon, maybe even seven on a, on a Friday afternoon. And you'll stay up all night, uh, until the next morning and with the, doors with the doors locked. So you're locked in a church, you're locked in, you know, the, the, the building and no one leaves play games. Uh, you play games, you drink tons of soda. I, I think I probably drank more Mountain Dew during those lock-ins probably than I have in my whole entire life. Um, so that's a lock-in. Now for some of you out there, you're like, that sounds absolutely awful. It is. <laughs> Not only as a youth, it's amazing, but as a leader who has done now lock-ins with youth group, uh, it is it is the worst. It, you really definitely get to see who your true leaders are. If you can make it through the login, you can you can pretty much do anything if you're in youth leadership. So, so there we go. Do you have a least favorite moment? Because those are fun too, right? The, I mean, uh, even in the least, we can still find maybe find a smile. Least favorite moments? No. Okay. No, we had a lot of good times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, now here's a question. I know you have kids, you know, uh, in, in a roundabout sort of way. Mm -hmm. So what will you tell your kids about church or what have you told your kids about uh, church? My kids are very tainted about church. Um, why is that? Uh, not from me. Oh, sure. And then, um, and that's fine. But I mean, from their just own. in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, cause this really is like a church topic per se. Just so. for the record, they're, they're my stepkids. Okay. Um, I, uh, they came into my life when they were one and six. Yeah, yeah um, you were kind of the mom. Yeah, yeah they only spent part-time with us, and they were uh, tainted in their own ways about church. And um, anytime the subject was brought up, it was very negative. Uh, neither of them really want anything to do with it. They don't even want to try it. They don't want nothing. And... That makes me sad <laughs> because I had such a great time. You know, it was so fun to me, um, but it's just not their thing. And they're both very, very tainted about it. So. And there's no way to sway them, persuade them, beg them, plead them, bribe them. No, I don't okay. think so. All right. Um, we kind of talked about this a little bit, but, but what keeps you now? What keeps you now from, from going to church regularly? I mean, you said before work was, was kind of the thing. And yeah. What, what's um, the reason now? That like really... I said, just missing that, like, I can't just walk into a place not knowing what's going on. It's just not my thing. Um, to just walk in and show up to somewhere I've never been and sit through something I have no idea what's going to go on, that scares me. Sure. Um, but like you said, if uh, Susie Q asked me to go to church with her, I probably yeah. would. She sounds nice, by the way, Susie. <laughs> right. She's real nice. You know, I would definitely go in and check it out mm -hmm. and pour myself into the experience. And if I didn't like it, I would know that I didn't have to keep going, you know, um, that I could try somewhere else or try to go with somebody else. Or maybe that would give me the opportunity to go by myself, you know, or... Dante or whatever. Yeah. So where do you find your authority now? Who or what has 
have you given your authority to? In other words, like, 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 yeah. Who who oh, has I, it? I I don't. Nothing's changed in that aspect. Okay. You know, I'm still a, a follower, a believer. I just don't physically go. You know. Okay. Well, that's good. So the Barna Group, they're a, they're a church research group, and they wrote this book that kind of this whole epi- these episodes are centering around. And it's a book called "You Lost Me," mm-hmm. and it centers around um, this idea that kids between the ages of you know, uh, I think it goes back as far as fourteen to like nineteen, for whatever reason, are leaving the church in droves, and there's a reason. They're feeling a lot of these things. And so these are the six reasons that they discover that people leave church. So I'm just curious. I'll read this statement, and, and I'm curious if you agree or disagree, and then maybe, you know, if you want to give an explanation on, on why you feel that way. So here we go. No particular order here. Reason number one, church seems overprotective. Would you agree or disagree with that? Uh, that's... It depends on... A lot of factors what church what your um, social situation is in that church sure. so let's think back to your experience do you feel like the church that you grew up in you know during those high school years of growing up do you think they seemed overprotective we'll put that church under the microscope in this regard uh, not bashing that church by any no, means no. but uh-uh. but but just giving you a point um, of reference there no Um, I think certain people seemed very protective, sure. um, but the church in general was seemed very uh, open. Okay, cool. Uh, teens and 20-somethings' experience of Christianity is shallow. Yeah, now. Yeah. Especially now, yeah. What, what, what comes to mind when you hear that? The media. The media, mm-hmm. okay. So the media is really, in your mind, kind of done what to to church it's tainting them you know um it's it doesn't seem like it's a wholesome family thing anymore you know um and i think that with as much internet exposure as kids have now i think that there's that has just tainted all of it you know uh Churches come across, reason number three, churches come across as antagonistic towards science. Mm, depends on the church. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's never been my experience, but yeah. but others have that. Okay. Young Christians' uh, church experience related to sexuality are often uh, simplistic and judgmental. Again, the media. Yeah. Yeah. They've really kind of painted this church as like, oh, they're judgy of, you yeah. know, whatever. Okay. You can't go there, you're gay, whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Uh, reason number five. Uh, they wrestle with the exclusive nature of Christianity. Now, you might remember this. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. To me, that statement alone, if you're going to just pick that out, you know, kind of, you know, pull it away. Mm-hmm take it out of context, whatever you want to do. But that sounds like a pretty exclusive statement. How do you, how would you respond to that? that Yeah. They wrestle with the exclusive nature of Christianity. Uh, I think that goes into being not wanting to be pinned down. Um, Not having the openness to still do what you want, even though that's not really how all of that works. (laughs) Okay. All right. 
Uh, church feels this is right up your alley. I feel like reason number <laughs> reason number six. Church feels unfriendly to those who doubt. Not saying you doubt, but right. the unfriendly part is where I was getting after. Um, in my church experience, they've all been very friendly and open and welcoming. You know, I've never had the experience. It's like, oh, who are you? You know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so Emily, my question, and I want to kind of end with this uh, in a in a certain uh, aspect, and then we're gonna play a game because, you know, it's youth. We're talking about youth group and back in the day, so we can play a game, and that seems kind of fun. So my question is, is that thinking back again, what would you go back and tell sixteen-year-old Emily right now about life and church and just things in general what what would you go back and tell her if you could tell her one thing um probably to stick with it to find somewhere comfortable and stick with it um maybe to get more involved um there's a lot of things younger emily needed to know (laughs) not just with church yeah just in general yeah okay Um, why would that be so important to tell her um because I think it's an important part of life, you know. Um, yeah, it's just important. And I don't feel like I've missed out on a lot, honestly. Um, but I think being involved in something and helping people grow, that's all really important. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. So we got a cup. It's a wonderful wonderful baby blue cup of of mine so there you go got that going on for you so there is a die in there not to be confused with a dice because dice is more than one i always get corrected on that so there is a die in there Mm -hmm. and so uh if you're willing uh i'd like you to roll said die and uh i have a closing question for you this is a game i like to call senseless what'd you get number Five. five You know, I love the iPhone, the new one, but I never can uh, look at it while I'm doing this show, and it locks. And so, anyway, so here we go. Okay, so you got a five. Yay, five! Man, everybody keeps getting fives. Uh, what is the favorite? What is what is your favorite taste? What is your favorite thing to taste? Vanilla. Vanilla. Mm-hmm. Like ice cream, vanilla, anything drinking vanilla right now okay <laughs> it's weird vanilla yeah it's kind of all right kind not, of vanilla not not judging <laughs> just i was like all right i was expecting like you know like homemade cookies or freshly baked but that all have vanilla in them but <laughs> vanilla okay all right so um i lied okay i lied not lied but i have one more question i want to ask you so if you could because it really sounds like the, the leadership when that happened really kind of, you know, in your words, really kind of like tainted you and, and you use that word even a few times. Mm-hmm. What would you even say to that leader if they were ever to hear this? I mean, cause I don't know. I don't know where this show goes. I don't know who listens. Right. I, I mean, I, I, I don't know. What would you say to that leader? If you could, like they were sitting right with us here at Starbucks. Uh, that I was disappointed. Um, that again, we poured our whole hearts into that person's leadership and um, we believed the things they said. And then after 
the, everything was said and done. I don't even know any of the specifics. After everything was said and done, I was disappointed, you know? So we poured our whole hearts into that and believed every word that came out of that person's mouth and then realized that it was all garbage. You almost feel like you were hoodwinked. Yeah. I like that word. Yeah, I don't know why, but, but, I, but I do like it, like hoodwinked. You almost feel like you were hoodwinked. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, well, Emily, thanks for coming on. I, of course. I, 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 okay, I got one more. I, <laughs> I, I know I should just stop and just wrap it up and put a nice little bow on it. Why did you want to do this? I mean, we've been friends a long time, yeah. you know? I mean, um, I'm, curi- I'm always curious why people want to sit down with me because I ask them and some have said, you know, no. Some have said, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. And so I'm, I'm always curious. Like, why did you want to sit down? Um, part of the... Part of my goals in life is to help other people succeed. And so this is something you're trying to launch, trying to get going. Yeah. And it's going to help you succeed. And that's what I wanted to help you with. Well, I appreciate that. That was very nice. So have you ever seen the cartoon Rugrats? This is just for, for the listeners. <laughs> Emily and I, I have identified for a lot of years as uh, Phil and Lil. They're the twins on the show. Uh, she's been a great friend for a number of years now. And, uh, and I just want to say thanks for coming on and, um, you know, doing this and, and, you know, you did great. So anyway, so there we are. When you walk in other people's shoes, just something to keep in mind. You're always going to get a different perspective. And again, I want to say thank you for listening to other people's shoes.